0: European Heart Journal, Issue at a Glance, Volume 42, Issue 32. Focus Issue, Heart Failure and Cardiomyopathies by Editor-in-Chief Professor Filippo Crea. Read to you by Morgan Bryan. The complex relationships among heart failure, cancer, lipid lowering and an update on cardiomyopathies. This issue opens with the special article entitled The Tobacco Endgame, Eradicating a Worsening Epidemic, a joint opinion from the American Heart Association, World Heart Federation, American College of Cardiology, and the European Society of Cardiology. The authors note that tobacco use continues to be a primary contributor to the global burden of disease, causing an estimated 12% of deaths worldwide among people greater than or equal to 30 years of age. Annually, tobacco kills 8 million people around the world, including 1.2 million non-smokers who are exposed to secondhand smoke. Globally, 21% of adults, greater than 1 billion people, are currently smokers, and greater than 80% of the world's smokers live in low- and middle-income countries. Most adult smokers report wanting to quit, but too many find it challenging to quit successfully. With this joint opinion, the American Heart Association, or AHA, World Heart Federation, European Society of Cardiology, and American College of Cardiology call for greater action on a global scale to end the tobacco epidemic once and for all. Governments must take more immediate action to implement the WHO's Empower 7 framework, which outlines six essential policy strategies proven to reduce tobacco use, as contained in the WHO Framework Convention on Tobacco Control. To help accelerate progress made through the WHO's Commit to Quit campaign, countries must fund comprehensive tobacco prevention strategies that allow full implementation of the Empower framework. Furthermore, governments must effectively regulate electronic cigarettes and other emerging tobacco products to protect young people and improve public health. Similar considerations apply to the growing epidemic of e-cigarettes. This issue continues with a focus on heart failure and cardiomyopathies. An interrelation between cancer and cardiovascular diseases is well established. In particular, patients with heart failure, or HF, have an increased risk of incident cancer. In a clinical research article entitled Statin-Associated Lower Cancer Risk and Related Mortality in Patients with Heart Failure, Ching Ren from the University of Hong Kong Shenzhen Hospital in Shenzhen City in China and colleagues indicate that data relating to the association of statin use among patients with HF on cancer risk and cancer-related mortality are sparse. Using a previously validated territory-wide clinical information registry, statin use was ascertained among all eligible patients with HF, N equaling 87,102, from 2003 to 2015. Inverse probability of treatment weighting was used to balance baseline covariates between statin non-users with statin users. Competing risk regression with Cox proportional hazard models was performed to estimate the risk of cancer and cancer-related mortality associated with statin use. Of all eligible subjects, The mean age was 76 years, and 48% were male. Over a median follow-up of 4.1 years, 12.7% were diagnosed with cancer. Statin use versus none was associated with a significant 16% lower risk of cancer incidence. This inverse association with risk of cancer was duration-dependent. 10-year cancer-related mortality was significantly lower among statin users, than among non-users, 3.8% versus 5.2%. The authors conclude that their study suggests that statin use is associated with a significantly lower risk of incident cancer and cancer-related mortality in HF, an association that appears to be duration-dependent. The manuscript is accompanied by an editorial by Andrew Noria and Sanjay Devakaran from the Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston, Massachusetts, USA. The editorialists indicate that the results of the study by Wren and colleagues should motivate us to prospectively examine the effects of statins on incident cancer and cancer mortality in patients with established cardiovascular disease, including HF. Further basic and translational studies are also needed to learn more about the link between cardiovascular disease and incident cancer. Alpha-protein kinase 3, or ALPK3, located on chromosome 15q25.2, has recently emerged as a possible candidate gene in cardiomyopathy. Biallelic truncating variants in ALPK3 or ALPK3-TV have been reported in small pediatric case series, presenting with a complex phenotype of dilated cardiomyopathy often evolving into hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, or HCM with poor systolic function. In a clinical research contribution entitled, alpha protein kinase-3, or ALPK3 truncating variants, are a cause of autosomal dominant hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. Luis Lopez from the University College of London in the United Kingdom and colleagues note that the aim of their study was to determine the frequency of heterozygous truncating ALPK3-TV in patients with HCM and confirm their pathogenicity using burden testing in independent cohorts and family co-segregation studies. In a discovery cohort of 770 index patients with HCM, 1.56% was heterozygous for ALPK3TV. Odds ratio, or OR, 16.01 compared to the Genome Aggregation Database, or AD population. In a validation cohort of 2,047 HCM probands, 1.56% carried heterozygous ALPK3-TV, OR 16.17, compared to Genome AD population. Combined logarithm of odd score in 7 families with ALPK3-TV was 2.99. In a comparison with a cohort of genotype patients with HCM, n equaling 1679 with and without pathogenic sarcomere gene variants sp plus and sp minus alpk3tv carriers had a significantly higher prevalence of apical stroke concentric patterns of hypertrophy and of a short pr interval age at diagnosis and maximum left ventricular wall thickness were similar to sp minus and left ventricular systolic impairment and non-sustained ventricular tachycardia at baseline, similar to SP+. After 5.3, plus or minus 5.7 years, 9% of patients with ALPK3TV died of heart failure or had cardiac transplantation, log rank P equaling 0.012 versus SP- and P equaling 0.425 versus SP+. Imaging and histopathology showed extensive myocardial fibrosis and myocyte vacuolation. The authors conclude that heterozygous ALPK3-TV are pathogenic and segregated with a characteristic HCM phenotype. The manuscript is accompanied by an editorial by Connie Bazina and Roddy Walsh from the AMC Heart Center in Amsterdam, the Netherlands. The authors note that while rare variants are detected in a relatively small proportion of cases, Inclusion in gene panels for both early-onset cardiomyopathy and standard HCM genetic testing is warranted. ALPK3 is an exemplar of the importance of expanding genetics research to non-European ancestry and understudied populations, as the discovery of rare biallelic ALPK3-TV cases in regions of high consanguinity paved the way for identifying more prevalent autosomal dominant HCM cases. This gene also highlights the increasingly complex genetic architecture of cardiomyopathies and how assessing genetic factors across the range of frequencies and effect sizes may soon be critical for evaluating disease risk in patients and families. Proprotein convertase subtilism stroke kexin type 9, or PCSK9, is a 692 amino acid glycoprotein. Increased PCSK9 levels result in reduced recycling of low-density lipoprotein receptors, a finding extensively described in the liver. PCSK9, however, exerts extrahepatic effects. Its deficiency is associated with impaired pancreatic beta cell function and increased risk of developing diabetes in humans. Of note, PCSK9-KO mice present increased body weight and visceral adipose tissue deposition, a finding confirmed in carriers of a PCSK9 loss-of-function variant. The observation that these subjects also present increased epicardial adipose tissue, coupled to the key role of PCSK9 in controlling key receptors involved in cardiac lipoprotein uptake, provides the rationale for investigating whether PCSK9 deficiency impacts cardiac lipid metabolism and function. In a translational research article entitled, PCSK9 deficiency rewires heart metabolism and drives heart failure with preserved ejection fraction. Lorenzo Dadault from the Università degli Studi in Milano in Italy and colleagues note that as PCSK9 deficiency increases the expression of lipids and lipoprotein receptors and thus contributing to cellular lipid accumulation, The authors investigated whether this could affect heart metabolism and function. Wild-type, or WT, PCSK9KO, liver-conditional PCSK9KO, and PCSK9-LDLR-double-KO stroke male mice were fed for 20 weeks with a standard fat diet, and then exercise resistance, muscle strength, and heart characteristics were evaluated. PCSK9KO, presented reduced running resistance coupled to echocardiographic abnormalities suggestive of heart failure with preserved ejection fraction, or hef Heart mitochondrial activity following maximal coupled and uncoupled respiration was reduced in PCSK9-KO mice compared to WT mice and was coupled to major changes in cardiac metabolism together with increased expression of LDLR and CD36 and with lipid accumulation. A similar phenotype was observed in PKSK9 stroke LDLR DKO, thus, excluding a contribution for LDLR to cardiac impairment observed in PCSK9KO mice. Heart function profiling of the liver selective PCSK9KO model further excluded the involvement of circulating PCSK9 in the development of HEFPEF pointing to a possible role of locally produced PCSK9. Concordantly, carriers of the R46L loss-of-function variant for PCSK9 presented increased left ventricular mass but similar ejection fraction compared to matched control subjects. Adult and colleagues conclude that PCSK9 deficiency impacts cardiac lipid metabolism in an LDLR-independent manner, and contributes to the development of HEFPEF. This manuscript is accompanied by an editorial by Gilles Lambert from the Université de la Réunion in Réunion and colleagues. The authors conclude that although PCSK9 has been shown in vitro and in vivo to be involved in various pathophysiological processes other than LDL metabolism through LDLR-dependent but also through LDLR-independent mechanisms, The clinical implications in terms of possible adverse effects of PCSK9 inhibition appear limited. The results arising from all the preclinical studies conducted to date in complete or tissue-specific PCSK9 knockouts, including those reported by Dedalte in this issue of the European Heart Journal, underpin that the inhibition of circulating PCSK9 with monoclonal antibodies Will not cause any of the potentially deleterious effects observed in vivo. They reckon that long-term follow-up of patients treated with PCSK9 inhibitors will provide definitive evidence to this central question for drug safety. In a state-of-the-art review article entitled Peripartum Cardiomyopathy, From Genetics to Management, Karen Sliwa from the University of Cape Town in South Africa and colleagues emphasise that peripartum cardiomyopathy, or PPCM, is a disease that occurs globally in all ethnic groups and should be suspected in any peripartum women presenting with symptoms and signs of heart failure towards the end of pregnancy or in the months following delivery with confirmed left ventricular dysfunction. After good history-taking, all women should be thoroughly assessed and alternative causes should be excluded. Urgent cardiac investigations with electrocardiogram and natriuretic peptide measurement, if available, should be performed. Echocardiography follows as the next step in investigation. Patients with abnormal cardiac investigations should be urgently referred to a cardiology team for expert management. Referral for genetic workup should be considered if there is a family history of cardiomyopathy or sudden death. PPCM is a disease with substantial maternal and neonatal morbidity and mortality. Maternal mortality rates range widely from 0 to 30% depending on ethnic background and geographic region. Just under half of women experience myocardial recovery. Remarkable advances in the comprehension of the pathogenesis and inpatient management and therapy have been achieved largely due to team efforts and close collaboration between basic scientists, cardiologists, intensive care specialists, and obstetricians. This review summarizes current knowledge of PPCM genetics, pathophysiology, diagnostic approach, management, and outcome. This issue is also complemented by two discussion forum contributions. In a commentary entitled, Congestive pulmonary edema during veno-arterial extracorporeal membrane oxygenation support. A plea for balloon atrial septostomy. Martin Gluckner from the Hôpital Marie-Lange-Long in France and colleagues comment on the recent publication, Prevention and treatment of pulmonary congestion in patients undergoing veno-arterial extracorporeal membrane oxygenation for cardiogenic shock from Enzo Luzibrink, from the Klinikum der Universität München in Germany. Luzer Brinke et al respond in a separate comment. The editors hope that this issue of the European Heart Journal will find the interest of its listeners.